This is episode 14 with Paula Guilfoyle and creating student engagement and satisfaction. Hello, and welcome to the eCourse Domination Podcast, where we deep dive into all aspects of online course creation, from concept to marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Tim Cooper, and it's a pleasure to have you with me today. Hello, everybody, and welcome. It's Tim Cooper back again with another discussion on online course creation and marketing. And in today's show, we're going to be concentrating on student engagement. And in other shows, we've spoken about engaging students as far as getting their feedback and reviews. This show is all about creating engaging content, engaging the student in the material, as well as then leading into the social engagement of feedback and reviews. But before we get into the information, here's a quick product endorsement. When it comes to planning and outlining my content, I find using mind maps extremely useful. Whether I'm performing market research, designing a course, or planning a podcast episode, all my thoughts, ideas, and research go into a mind map. I love mind mapping. Everything can flow out of my mind in no particular order. The initial list can look quite chaotic, actually. But using the power of the mind map, chaos can quickly be transformed into a logical and polished flow of ideas. MindMeister is my mind mapping software of choice, and now with Meister Task, you can seamlessly transfer your mind map into an easy-to-use task management system. I've got no excuses not to be organized. If you'd like to know more about the features and benefits of MindMeister, please visit my affiliate link at ecoursedomination.com forward slash MM. That's M for Mike, M for Mike. You could even try it for free. Okay, so once again, before we get into the interview, as I say at the beginning of every show, I really want to be presenting relevant information. I want to be bringing you the information and topics you want to know about. So please, if you have a question, if you want to know anything about a particular topic, if there's a particular person you want me to interview, send me an email at asktim at ecoursedomination.com. That's asktim at ecoursedomination.com and I'll do my very best to get that information onto a show for you. Now, it comes as no surprise that creating online courses is a booming industry, and platforms such as Udemy have become very popular. But over time, and in recent times, changes have been made to these platforms to improve the quality, the course content quality, because they have been inundated with probably you know, sort of people who, who thought that there was a get-rich-quick approach to creating online courses. So platforms like Udemy have changed the way that they rate courses and, and, and uh, produce organic sales. And this all revolves around creating an engaging course, bringing the, the student into the course and getting them engaged with the material. And it doesn't matter whether you've got your course on Udemy or any of the other platforms, you know, Fedora or wherever, your course material has to be engaging, has to draw the student in and, and get them become involved and participate in the material. And then from there, that is going then to take a natural progression on to them becoming more willing to become socially active, to start leaving feedback and in your discussions and to leave you a review. So today I've got Paula Guilfoyle on the call. She's had a lot of experience. She's been teaching online for five years, had a few successful courses. So without any further ado, let's pop over to the interview and hear what Paula has to say about how to make your courses more engaging. 
Today's guest is a qualified CPA with over 15 years' experience in accounting and business. Paula has been teaching online since 2010 when she launched the Excel Club. Since then, Paula has created and presented many online courses and is the founder of eLearningEducators.com. And now, it is with great pleasure, I welcome Paula Gilpoil to the call. Welcome, Paula. How are you doing, Tim? How are you? I'm doing really, really well, and it's I'm really excited to be talking to you tonight because I think we're going to really bring some some gems of wisdom to the listeners and uh, set them on the path to online course success. I hope so. I really, really hope so. Um, we're going to talk about student engagement this evening. Exactly, exactly. But before we get into the actual topic, can you just spend a little bit of time for those who, who don't know you and uh, just give us a little bit of your background? Of course I can, of course I can. Well, I'm from Ireland, I'm from Dublin, and as you quite rightly mentioned, I'm a qualified CPA. I have been working or I had been working as an accountant for most of my life, but in Ireland got into a little bit of difficulty there some time ago. Um, You may or may not be aware of the economic problems. And I was in the construction industry. I was an accountant in the construction industry and I went on maternity leave. And when I came back from maternity leave, the construction industry had collapsed and there was no jobs. There was no job for me to go back to. So I found myself in a little bit of a pickle that, you know, okay, now I had a child and I'd look for a new job. And I kind of found I took a step back and I thought about, well, what did I enjoy? And what I enjoyed most was motivating my employees, was training my employees, was seeing the smile on their face when they learned something And the biggest thing that was always asked of me was about Microsoft Excel. So I decided to put all these tutorials together and I made my first course, which was a 10 hour course. And I went to the accounting institutes here in Ireland and I asked them would they be willing to accredit the course for CPD purposes. Um, All accountants have to do so many hours CPD to keep their qualifications up to date. So it's mandatory. So the accountancy bodies, they, you know, I had to, I had a good chat with them. There was a skills gap amongst accountants in Excel. So the course got accredited and it got approved and put on the CPD list. And it started to sell and it started to sell very well. Uh, it was very targeted directly to accountants. Um, all the examples were for accountants and stuff. But the prob- one of the problems that I had was the accountancy market in Ireland is there's only 22,000 accountants in Ireland. So mm. the accountancy market in Ireland isn't very big at all. I was then looking at building another course and I started looking at some of my analytics and I realized that there was very, very few people actually completing the course. And I didn't understand. I couldn't, I couldn't get my head around it. I wasn't getting any negative feedback. I was getting loads of positive feedback. I was getting loads of good reviews. The course was the top selling course within the CPA Institute here in Ireland. And I couldn't understand if it was doing so well, why nobody was actually finishing the course. So I started researching e-learning. I started researching online courses, online course delivery. And I hadn't come from a background of teaching either so I start researching teaching I done the train the trainers and I start developing myself as an educator then so then I built some more excel courses and they're all much shorter courses um there's an awful lot more interaction there's an awful lot more engagement and the completion rates on these courses has grown substantially to the completion rate on my first course 
And it's from there I decided, right, I've learned something now. I've really, really learned something. I can see a huge improvement on the student satisfaction, the student engagement, the student completion rates from my first course to my most current Excel courses. And that's kind of the history of how I've got into online training and where I am with it now. Mm. It's like a, it's a, a, an involvement through necessity more than anything else. And that's, that's, that's amazing that you now you've, you've, you've situated yourself now like five years down the track. Uh, you've had a wealth of experience now in the, in the online world, which a lot of people still like it's, it's the online teaching world is very much in its infancy still. So a lot of people are still cutting their teeth. So, you know, people like you can really bring a wealth of knowledge and, and, and even sort of you know, sort of short track and help people avoid some of the, the pain and suffering that uh, you know, you've had to sort of endure while you're you know, honing your skills. And believe me, I've gone through loads. <laughs> I have made I've made the mistakes that, yeah, <laughs> I've learned the hard way. So I yeah. have. I've learned by experience. And as you said, e-learning is relatively new. And to be honest, there was nowhere for me to go here in Ireland to get back up and support and get information. And it was true e-learning and true MOOCs and true, I have to say, um, the MIT, the MOOCs that MIT hold are absolutely fantastic for online educators to learn about education. Mm, okay. That's a, that's a good tip too. That's a good yeah. tip. Now, as we said, we are going to be talking about student engagement tonight. Um, yeah. We know that when we talk about e-learning these days, probably you know, the biggest one in the room is Udemy with, with its 7 million students and that sort of stuff. But obviously there's, you know, there's other platforms as well where engagement is important, maybe for different reasons. So on Udemy, we know that engagement is important and, and I'll let you go into you know, more detail um, there, About but that. yes, so we know that Udemy has no, there, no, there's reasons. But also, even if you're not on Udemy, if you if you are on different different platforms, the the the, the importance of engagement and an engaging course is is paramount for your financial success, isn't it? Well, that's that's extremely true. I mean, students aren't going to leave you positive reviews if they haven't found your learning experience to be positive. And engagement is one of the key things here, and reviews lead to more sales. Mm. So okay, yeah. So I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you go in now to to where where are you going to start with engagement? Because as, as we said before, we, we we went live on this call. We said a lot of people out there they create the course and then they, then they start thinking about engagement, but that's really putting the cart before the horse, isn't it? It is. Yes, it is because engagement has to happen throughout the course. There's there's two key types of engagement, okay? There's engagement with individuals, there's social engagement, but there's also engagement with the material. So when you're actually building your course, when you're writing your course, when you're structuring your course, you have to build engagement into the actual course material. So you have to include activities. You have to include ways for the student to participate with the material. And these can then, you can tailor these to different learning styles. You can mix these around and have different types of, of activities within your course that will reach different types of students. For example, when you're right, if you're writing a course on programming, and I, let's say you're app, app building to be more precise, okay, you can have loads of tutorials, and somebody can sit there and they can listen to all your tutorials, and they have no interaction, 
where you can have an activity. You can ask your student through a lecture, okay, in this activity, I want you to build an app that's going to turn on your camera, take a photograph and send the picture to me. And then the user or the lecturer could, I don't know, give out an email address that the picture will be sent to and the lecturer can then review it. But it means the student has to interact with the material. Mm, mm. So you need to project based. That particular example is project based. There's other examples through the material that doesn't have to be so project based. In my current course, I have an activity of introducing yourself and getting to know each other on the discussion board. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's an actual setting as an activity. So that's, that's not project based. That's just creating communication. It's creating openness. It's creating a learning environment where people can say, okay, look, I can go and I can ask. I have a question. There's other people talking on the board. So I wouldn't call that project based at all. It's more activity based. So it really depends on the course of how can you apply some sort of activity into your course that will engage students in the material. Once you get the students engaged within the material, it's much easier to get them engaged on a social level too. And it's engaging them on the social level that's going to get you your good reviews. That's going to increase the course value for people because Anybody can do a course online and you'll find that the completion rates online don't prove to be very high. But if there's communication and if you're having one-to-one chats with students and they, they feel like you care as an instructor, they're more likely to actually complete that course. So you need to start at the very beginning when you're designing your course. How can I interact with my learners? Who are my learners? How can I interact with them and how can I reach them? And understanding different learning styles and different teaching styles is going to help you with all of this. Mm. Do you want to go in and just and just briefly talk about the different learning styles so people get a bit of, a better understanding of how, how we should structure our information in different ways to cater for different people? Okay, well... There's a, there's a lot of query around learning styles at the moment and whether learning styles do or don't exist. And I cover learning styles in my course. Um, I believe learning styles from a Udemy point of view do exist. Okay. And learning style is, it's a preference. It's how does somebody prefer to learn? Some people like to listen. They listen to your podcast, Tim, and they'll learn from your podcast. That sort of learning doesn't suit everybody. Other people like to actually see something in action. They like to see a demonstration and they learn from watching a demonstration. Other people learn by doing. So it doesn't matter what somebody's learning style is. If you can reach all of them by putting different teaching methods into your course, have your activities and your tutorials in different styles Mm. so you can reach all learners. And summary sheets too. I said I'll come back to when I put out a review copy of my interview uh, course and one person just came back to me and he said, I don't have time to sit down and watch a 40-minute video and I don't have time to sit down and and listen to a 40-minute audio and I don't want to read a 19-page transcript. I just want one page with 10 lines telling me what I've got to do. And I was, and I was, and I was sort of, wow! I had never like because I, I thought I'd, I'd covered it. I thought I provided the audio, I provided the video, I provided the transcript. So I thought, yeah, those are the three. You know, there's, there's some, 
know, catering for you know, for everybody's you know, likes, but I hadn't catered for everybody's likes because this person wanted even a more summarised. Um, a good tool for that, sheet. you you said there, a cheat sheet or a summary sheet. Flashcards work well for that as well for some people. Mm. I found flashcards to be a good tool for that, for summarising, rounding up and just giving people the main snippets of the content that you want them to understand. Mm. So there's another tip of something that you can use as flashcards. And you can link to them from your Udemy course in your educational announcements or in your additional resources. You can build a tutorial, have flashcards hosted somewhere else, and you can link to them in through your additional resources. Yep. And now you also did a, um, a survey not so long ago about uh, you, you you asked people what sort of courses they had done in the past, but you also asked what their preferred uh, course content was. And yes, I did. And video came back quite high. Mm, so the mm. type courses have come back quite high. Um, although Udemy courses have come back quite high, when I, I actually further questioned some of these people, okay, and... What I have found was Udemy courses, because a lot of people get them at the discount prices, okay? And mm. some of the feedback of why people aren't completing the courses is because they they don't want to in the first place. They only want to take out the information that they need, mm. which is quite interesting. It's mm. very interesting. So it is. And they're finding with the likes of MOOCs or with the likes of the other courses that I gave them examples of, some, uh, game-based learning and stuff like that, they're too deep. It takes too long to filter through them to actually find the key pieces of information that they want to take out of the course. Whereas Udemy courses, the video courses, they find are more compact and do contain the information quicker. Now, I know you just said you had one learner that it obviously wasn't quick enough, um, but that was my finding there on that. Mm. Mm. Interesting. And I must admit, I've probably been guilty of that myself because, as I said, I am a prolific online learner and I have lots of courses. And I, I may not actually shock horror complete all of them, but I'll definitely dig through and find the missing pieces that, uh, that, that I'm looking for. So I think it's like anything you know, with, you know, with reading books or, or any other any other form of study. If you can, you, know, you, you might have to go through you know, a lot of coal before you find a diamond. And um, Well, that was my number one reason for people not completing courses was because they got the information out of them, not because of lack of engagement, not because of bad presenting. It was because they got the information that they wanted. That was number mm, one. Mm. Which isn't a bad thing, really. So you shouldn't bash yourself up if somebody's got the information. Though. So you've actually given them what they need. They haven't they haven't completed it, but you shouldn't bash yourself up because you know, they haven't got through and got the certificate. So But then you see they may have gone to another course to have got a different section that you didn't cover. Exactly. Exactly right. And and the same like I I'm I'm guilty of that myself as a like because we've only got so many hours in the day. So there's only you know, so many, you know, one, two, three hour courses you can get through in a week. So if you're really you know, searching for answers then you're not necessarily going to like you might come back later and, and maybe you know, complete or whatever if, if you found it particularly interesting but yeah yeah well I myself now had signed up for I think I was doing four MOOCs at one time and they were all project-based MOOCs and I just decided okay 
I can't. <laughs> mm. I watch the videos. I'm not interacting. And I, you know, I just, I just couldn't. And I didn't need to interact to get out of them what I needed to get out of them. I just wanted the information. Yep. Yep. So exactly. I'm, I'm guilty. Everybody's guilty of it. And I find, I'd say your listeners are sitting there probably not in their heads going, yeah, do you know what? That's kind of true. Mm. So I think the, I think the important thing too is that as, Online instructors, we are topic experts, but we're not trained teachers. So I think we've got to uh, take the time. Like like successful and engaging courses don't happen by accident, or they might happen by accident. But the point is that you've got to take start taking some of these things into consideration when you. It's one thing that you have this information and you've got experience in this information, but you've got to take the time to work out the different ways that you're going to present that information in a way that the student can engage with and understand. Well, that's it. I mean, if you're just sitting there and you're talking on a video and you're talking to your screen and that's all you're doing, I mean, you're hoping that at the end of the day, your student is a passive learner and everything you're saying is going in. Uh, That's not Mm. the reality of things. That, you know, people switch off and they're not going to fully understand what you're saying or fully learn from you if you think that that's going to work as a teaching approach because it's definitely not. It definitely is not going to work as a teaching approach. You need to, as I mentioned earlier on, introduce different activities that's going to engage. It's all about engagement. And if you can get your students engaged with the material and then socially, it's you're going to get them to re-engage back with the material again. And it's a cycle and they'll complete their course and they'd be happy to complete their course. And mm. at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's all about engagement, but you have to remember that there is two types of engagement and that, that is key. And you can't leave out one. You have to include both social engagement and the engagement with the actual course material. Mm. Mm. Very true. And I said, I'm actually doing your your latest course at the moment. And as I said, I've actually had to stop doing it because I've got an assignment to do. And yes. and and the and the point is, but this and this is this is so important too, is that if you're gonna get any value out of a course and the instructor has gone to the trouble of you know, setting a project or an assignment or something, there's there's a reason for it. And it comes back to whether you actually intellectually know something or whether you know something. So you can you can read something and just go through it and go, yeah, okay, I know that. I know that at an intellectual level. But until mm-hmm. you actually do it and, 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 and your hands and your mind connect and it becomes part of you, then you know it. And that's why these assignments and everything else exist. So saying, okay, I could, I could go through your material. And as you say at the beginning of your course, if you just go through all the videos and the documents, you know, you, you'll have it done in – in 40 minutes, you know, woohoo. But if you actually go through and do the course, then it's going to take about six hours of your time because you, you know, there's, you know, there's research assignments and, and this and that. And, and I'm going to, and it's going to be on my blog. Like I've got this, I've got, I've got to write this article and it's going to be on my blog sometime. Um, <laughs> And you're going to post it on the discussion board as well. Absolutely, I said I'm 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 doing this course. I'm 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 doing it I'm doing it properly. Um, so 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 this is this this is the other side of the coin is that you no know, we see as instructors that you know, we set these you no know, these these exercises and everything else. Some are going to do it, some aren't, and um, that's just that's just 
and I, and I suppose it is frustrating. It's no, it's, no, it's, it's this compliance issue. Like I, I studied herbalism years ago, and, and this isn't off topic because some you know, people come to me and they, and, they, and they'd have a snotty nose, and so I make them up this herbal this this, this herbal concoction, and it would taste like absolute rubbish, so they wouldn't take it, and they wouldn't they wouldn't comply. So then they didn't get better. No, so they 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 had the, they had the answer. That they didn't they didn't want to consume it, so I, I decided that I, I couldn't go through a professional life um, just handing out stuff that people wouldn't consume. So then I went into another form of of natural health. So it's the same thing with when you're setting when no one instructor goes to the trouble of, of setting these assignments. Firstly, they should be um, within the context of the course, obviously, and 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 to build upon the the theory that that you're teaching. But you know, don't get overly upset if people. Just whiz through and you know, spend forty I, minutes on something. Show, take them three, no, three or four hours. Yeah, I mean that's that is important to take on board. Not every student does want to get involved. Some students do just want to fly through things. And online learners, they can be lazy. They can lack motivation. Motivation is a, a very big influence and factor on completing courses online. What's going to motivate the learner to complete this course? Personal motivation. There's very little financial motivation when it comes to Udemy courses because they're all sold off at discount. So mm. there's no financial motivation for people completing this, these courses. There is very little. I mean, I know there's a lot of Udemy courses that focus on cert- passing certain certifications, but you don't get the certification from doing the Udemy course. Mm. So there's very little for, you know, an 18 to 20 year old to say, oh, well, I've done a Udemy course and put that on the CV, you know. There's no motivation there for career prospect for a younger person on Udemy courses. So if you're not, if all the natural motivations that would be there in traditional learning, if they're not there for online learning, it's back to engagement. And the only Mm. way to keep them involved is back to engagement because the traditional motivations don't exist. They just are blown out the window when it comes to online learning. There's so much information online. It's just coming to you in waves and waves and waves. And they're going to, people are going to take the information in the format that, that they want when they want it. Mm. And you have to be able to supply that to them. Absolutely. Now also, so let's say that you've, you've, you've done your, you've done your design work and you've, you've prepared your course and you've got all these different points of engagement and all these different types of engagement. I noticed on one of your videos um, you've got a pet peeve, which I've got the same the same pet peeve, and it's you know, filling up your your course with free students to get to get started. Yes. How do you how do you um, I know that's sort of and I think I think basically Udemy is now sort of seeing that that's probably not the best the best approach either. Udemy are seeing this, and that's that's what actually won me back to Udemy. Um, because as an educator, I just wasn't interested in giving out a thousand free coupons to have this social proof, so Udemy would then promote my course. And the Udemy platform has changed. If you look now when you're searching through the courses, it doesn't on the course cards when you have all the courses on your screen actually show you the number of students until you click into the course. So that mm. it does show you the reviews, but not the number of students. So that's being ruled out now as a competing factor. Udemy also have a learning science team at the moment that are studying learning 
and how people are learning on Udemy and they're studying satisfaction and they have all these new ways now they're taking feedback when you're 15% complete in the course they're looking for feedback off you because they want Udemy want to learn about learning I mean Mm. at the start Udemy was a marketplace and all they wanted was students get students get numbers get the numbers in get the numbers in do what you can to get the numbers in get any course up on the platform and you'll get the numbers in to follow they now have enough courses they don't need that approach anymore They need to narrow this down now and say, okay, we've got 7 million learners on our site now. There's only 2 million of them that are actually active. Now, I've taken that figure out of my head, okay? Mm, Let's just say there's only 2 million of them that are active. Let's make sure we give that 2 million the best experience that they can have, the best learning experience that they can have, and we can maximize for everybody. And I think that's where Udemy are now, and that's how Udemy have won me back. Mm, absolutely. And as we, as we said at the top of the show, that we, when it comes back to the importance of engagement, and Udemy has its own very special requirements now when it comes to engagement as to whether they'll actually rank you or even spend money promoting a course. And I, yeah. I think a lot of a lot of people, they see the seven, like they, they see the big print. Okay, we've got seven million you know, students, come put your course here, you're going to make millions of dollars. But the but the small the small print is is that Udemy is very selective where they're going to spend their advertising dollars and they're not going to throw dollars at every course that goes up on their platform because quite frankly some of the courses that have been going up lately are pretty ordinary like there's some fantastic courses going up but I think people have been getting getting onto Warrior Forum and, and and getting these books and like how to create a Udemy course in one day and mm. and 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 they're, and and they're being taught and they're being taught to to just Produce as many many courses as, as they possibly can, as quickly as they possibly can, and just and, and just and just bomb Udemy with this, and 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 this is the way. Then then cross promote between them all. So so they so they're being a lot of people are being taught what be they think. You know, they're just being taught what they think are get rich quick um, yeah. workarounds for you, and it's it's, it's not going to work for them. But all but all it's doing is it's flooding the platform with a lot of rubbish courses, and so you know. You, like Udemy cannot, as a as a business, promote every every course that hits its platform. It's 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 got to see proof that the course is of quality. Like because as we say, Udemy will attempt to um, control or or give feedback as to the production quality, so audio, visual, that sort of stuff. But mm. they're not in a position to to judge content quality because there's so many courses on so many subjects they can't have they can't have topic experts on every single subject subject watching every single video going yeah no, that's good that's bad that's good that's bad so 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 there's 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 no policing as to the content quality how that's going to how, how that's going to come come about is through we come back to the quality of the course engagement and everything else so I'll yeah. hand back over to you and in how Udemy are actually capturing their information now because they have this, they have the new review process now. So to review, if you review a course now on Udemy, if you've taken a course and you want to review it, you don't actually have to even be in the course to review it anymore. You can review it from the My Courses screen and just give it stars with no feedback. So Udemy are now pushing to make it easier for people to give feedback on courses. And they're doing this, as I said, because they want to learn about learning and about their learners and their students and how they want to learn. And I can see with Udemy, I have found now that 
from when I started with Udemy in 2010, when they launched, there was no quality control process at all. The first course I put on Udemy, I've taken down. I'd be embarrassed. Mm. Okay, now it mm. wasn't an Excel related course. Um, it was a business type related course and I used animation and I had computer generated voices. And, and to be honest with you, I would be embarrassed to show anybody that course now. But Udemy didn't care. And mm. the quality control process that I had to go through and that I've gone through over, with the last number of courses that I've launched on Udemy, every time it's tightened up. Mm. And I do believe that Udemy are going to get to a stage where they're just refusing courses. They're not. They're mm. not. Now, they, as you, you pointed out there, they can't police content. But they can, they can see how students are interacting with their courses. And they can mm. see what students like. And what's coming back, and you'll see this, if you're a member of the, of the Udemy studio group, you'll actually see, and there's a Udemy course. Udemy have a course themselves on how to build a Udemy course. And they ran a summer camp where you on the Udemy Facebook page recently, Tim. Yep. Were you on I'm, the Facebook group? Uh, I, I am. I am in the studio, but I must admit I don't um, spend a lot of time on Facebook. I, I, I try not to fall into the social media um, trap too much. I, I, I do sort of pop on and, and pop off, but probably miss a lot because things just go up the feed too quick. So, <laughs> Well, Udemy are giving their own tips in the studio, and they're, they're, not, they're not spelling it out. They're not making it obvious, okay? But they ran ah. this summer camp program, and they ran it. It was open on their Facebook group, and it was also ran through their Build a Udemy course course that they have, okay? So it was ran through their yep. discussion board. And they put up activities. So they had, by the end of week one, you had to have your promo video done. And you had to, they had, they used Google Docs and they explained to you how to use Google Docs and fill out these questions on the Google Docs and save it in the drive and we will review it when you repost yeah. it back up on the Facebook page. So they're showing you what they're doing to teaching. Here's what we're doing. We're engaging you in this process. We're following up mm. with you. We're giving feedback and we're using external tools. Mm. They actually did something similar to that. Uh, I think it was back in October last year because I actually did go through that process with them. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what what the timing was there, but it was. Um, I was I was pretty well advanced through the production of my first course, but they had this 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 competition going or something or this thing. So I was, I, was, I went through the went through the process and obviously ticked the first the first few um, assignments off pretty quickly. But it was it was a good. Um, it was a good process to go through as somebody who was new to Udemy and not it's quite sure. It's a very good process to go through because look at their teaching style. Look at what they're doing. They're engaging you. They're not mm. giving you material and saying, look, there's this is how to build a Udemy course. Off you go. They're not doing that. They're actually engaging you. They're going through the process with you. Mm. So mm. if you look at what Udemy are doing, why are Udemy doing this? Because they've obviously found through their studies now that the courses that are doing this are doing well. Udemy weren't doing that two years ago. Udemy had no. a course, teach your Udemy course. They had a few of them. They did have the Udemy studio group. There wasn't activities. The mm. studio group wasn't linked to their Udemy course. It now is. Both what happens in one happens in the other. 
So you can learn an awful lot by, and I would call myself a bit of a stalker on the Udemy Facebook group. I don't interact too much. Um, You know, Udemy had lost me as an instructor for a while, but I kept watching. And now, as I said, you know, I can see them engaging and I can see Mm. them wanting to educate their educators. I want to educate. I don't want to give away free coupons to people that aren't interested in learning. I want to help people that want to learn. And that's what every other instructor out there does too. But they don't come from, they don't necessarily all come from an instructor's background. And Mm. that's kind of where we need to bring you to me instructors now is how do you instruct? What's the best way to engage your learners? And it's always going to be course specific. You know, I can't give you a set format to engage your students, but there's so many tools out there that you can use, that you can link through through your course. You don't just have to stick to the Udemy platform. Mm, That's right. And it's saying going through, going through your course, um, you are through the interaction that you, that you are taking through the course that you are actually creating that engagement by as a natural progression, if, if well, somebody obviously not every student is going to do all the exercises, we know that. But the, but the students who who are taking what you what you're teaching seriously are actually going to build to that engagement. They're going they're going to build to the discussion. Uh, there's going to be all these links just flowing all the way all over the place. And some and some might say is that you know you have just sort of mastered um, you know, the you know, you've. You've got the golden egg as far as in, in, uh, engagement is concerned because that's what your course is all about, is, is, is getting it, people's hands. It's teaching hands. by example. It's, my course is about teaching how to engage by example. I don't go through loads of theory and loads of it's, okay, we're going to look at engagement, we're going, you know, and I te- we're, we're going to look at learning styles. And then I give an exercise after giving a little bit of information. And the exercise will is set to allow the learner decide what level of understanding they want. So I Mm. give a little bit of information and I then send them off on a a little project and I ask them to come back to me. And it's up to them how much understanding of this do I need or which part of this would apply to me that I can go and research further. So my course isn't about overwhelming people with information. It's more about showing people how through interaction you can get people engaging with your course. And that's more about what my course is really about. Now, I have actually, you know, gone out a limb. Um, I have broken a Udemy rule. I have asked for email addresses, but I've given an option. I'm hoping my student numbers are going to be quite large, and I want to be able to interact with as many students as possible that want to interact with me. And if my numbers are quite high, this is going to be a little bit difficult. So I have set up what I have set up and I actually show this further. I'm not sure how far you are down in the course, but through using Udemy forms, how you can automatically reply to people immediately to let them know, okay, I'm on this. I'll get to you, which will, you know, help me. Now I've given it as an option. I've told mm. students, look, this is optional. So in a sense, I've broken the Udemy rules, but in a sense, I've only just bent them. And Udemy have approved the course, and it is by example. I've emphasized yep. that what I'm teaching is by example. I'd have to say that you've bent them. I wouldn't say you've broken them. Like I've seen, I've, I've seen, I would call breaking the the rules when you 
follow a link in so so say so instructor says get this free um supplementary uh, some su- supplemental ebook to go along with this this unit and 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 follow this link and then you click the link and you've got to opt in like you, you don't see anything other than an opt-in page so that's breaking the rule you said in in your course very very clearly there's an optional field there for so so you're saying look there's a field there it's, it's like I link to my you know, to my blog and to my announcements and everything else. There somewhere in you know, is going to be an opt-in button somewhere, but it's but they don't have to they don't have to give their email address to see to see the information, right? Yeah, no, that's, they do not have to that's see a, the information. That, that's an optional thing. So, so 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 you really haven't like if 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 they don't want to give you I think I think what 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 you you to me don't want to do is you, they don't want you soliciting email addresses and then, and then spamming. But but if, if if somebody says okay, well I know this is optional, I don't have to give it, but I'm happy to give it. I was happy to give it. I feel that the form, right? You gave it, yeah. What I've also done is I have, um, and this is quite experimental as far as I can tell on Udemy. I have introduced a peer review system, mm. also using Google Docs and Google Forms, assuming somebody's course is quite successful and they're getting an awful lot of learners they still want to give people feedback and you know there's a social learning theory that people learn from their peers people learn from people that are at a stage just above them and there's Mm. quite a lot of learning done from there and peer review systems have proved well when people are testing learning and testing understanding so i've introduced a peer review system now it's optional they can post their project just on the discussion board and I'll review it and that's happy days. That's no problem. But I'm hoping that people will use the peer review system. I know that there's courses out there that could really, really do with the use of a peer review type system on them just to help them with their students. So mm. I've introduced this as well. Yeah, that's, that's phenomenal. Well, let's, let's see how it works. Um, you know, I've quite, Asked people at the start of my course, what are your course objectives? Okay, I have a course up there at the moment. The course that's up there at the moment is not going to be the same course that's there in 12 months. Mm. I'm going to look at people's course objectives and what's my course missing. Mm. That's it. You, no, you're, student, you're student-centric, so, so, so student feedback is going to, to drive the development of your course. Yes. And that's, uh, and that's, 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 that's no... That's reaching your market, isn't it? That's what that's what we say. You know, you, you've 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 got to bring the information. You've got to answer the questions and take away the pain. Not you no, know, not stand there behind the podium and 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 just go on about you know, your your experience and, and your expertise. But you've you've actually got to answer questions and take away pain. That's that's that, well, that's, that's our it. job. And I'm also engaging with the students by asking them. I mean, there is the platform there for through you to me for them to give them the feedback, but the feedback system on Udemy, us as instructors, we don't get to see that. We get to see no. the reviews, but we don't get to see the feedback system. We don't know. Nobody is asking our learners, what is your learning goal for this course? People aren't, mm. you know, it's it's not, there's no pre-course surveys. People aren't running pre-course surveys. If they don't know what their learners are expecting, how can they improve the course? I mean, mm. I, received, I received feedback on one of my courses saying that, um, I could better describe the learning outcomes of the course. And I went back through it and I asked a couple of people to go back through it. And now the learning outcomes were clearly stated and don't take this comment too personally is what I was told. 
Mm. And then I went mm. back to the student and I was like, well, what were you, what were you expecting to learn? And obviously there was an expectation gap from the student and the actual course. And had they have clearly read the course introduction, they would have known what to expect. But at the same time, you don't want to alienate students and rule out students either. And if you can still get these students in and you can grow your course by engaging with them when they come in, you can grow your course and other students like this will come to you. Mm, mm, perfect. Exactly right. It's, it's, it, it sounds like a no-brainer. It sounds like it's easy, but it's, it's not. Udemy is not a get-rich-quick situation. And, oh, I'll apply step one, two, three, and four. There's no, you're dealing with people. There's a psychology involved. You know, there's no... It's not a get. You need to put the work in. Exactly right. You, and, and, and there's so many boxes that you've got to tick. You're saying, like as we said before, like there's now you're saying I'm going to put my course up there. Now I'm going to start to uh, pub, uh, publicise it. Now, now, now I'm going to start to look for engagement. You've got to like it's going to be a lot easier to get engagement and market a, a good quality course that's engaging than trying to get engagement and market a course that isn't engaging. Yeah. So you know you you you've got to from the from the outset have the have the full picture in mind and, and realize that it's a big job. You know, you've got a big job ahead of you, and yes, there is a potential there to make you know, a good income, but there's also a potential there you know not to do very well at all. No, and that doesn't even if you've got an exceptional course, this is just a you know, it's a you know, anyway who knows. It's just people. There is the potential to make exceptional income. I haven't made exceptional income, but I gave up working as an accountant. So mm. um, now I enjoy learning and teaching. I really enjoy it. Okay, I enjoy it. The satisfaction from teaching for me is much better than the satisfaction of telling somebody how much they have to pay in their tax return. <laughs> so, you know, it was a little bit of a no-brainer, to be honest with you. But I'm passionate about teaching. And now that Udemy are making all these changes to their platform and what's become important to them isn't what was important in the past, I'm hoping that all the other instructors on Udemy are going to say, okay, and let's make this a learning platform, not a discount marketplace. Mm, mm. That's what Absolutely. I'd like to be happy. And we've also seen that Udemy is going through a two-step review system. And I think think that because there was uh, some people just putting up PLR, like that, that, that uh, private label right stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, that, so they started to get flooded a bit with that. So Udemy are, are knocking courses back, but no, they have to be like, like no, you don't want to do a PLR thing anyway, but who knows what what the future will hold as as Udemy starts to to raise the bar, which which they have to do. So, as as all uh, budding instructors, we've got to um, make sure that our courses meet a market and also are, are engaging. And I would highly recommend Paula's course. I said so I'm, I'm I'm in the process of doing it now. I've, I've, I'm at at uh, the end of section two, and I'm I'm about to go off and do my do my research and write my blog post and yeah. and, and do as and do as I'm told like a, like a good student. Um, but look, in all honesty, there there, there will be a, a link to 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 Paula's course on the show notes. There is a uh, Paula has kindly offered a discount coupon for the course, so it's going to be nineteen dollars with a coupon code of Tim's Podcast. But I said all this will be. Uh, in the show notes and also I'll 
put the full link uh, in at the uh, when I when I put my closing for the for the podcast in. But uh, Paula, is there anything else that uh, we haven't sort of covered in this call yes, that you really want to talk? There is, there is indeed, Tim. The course announcements. I've discussed activities and I've discussed the discussion board. Um, activities where you send your student off somewhere else, which I have done in my course. I send them to e-learning games that are hosted somewhere else and stuff. They are not going to show up in any of Udemy's internal research or statistics because people are doing work somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. For learning, yeah. it's brilliant. And as an educator, I wanted to teach that to my learners. But for Udemy instructors, okay, the dashboard is Udemy, see how many discussions are going on and how much interaction is happening on your dashboard, okay? And they will monitor it. They also will monitor and they will look at some of the announcements that you're sending out and what sort of feedback that are coming through these. So use these. Use these. Use the announcements to engage students. Um, welcome new students. Send out a newsletter through your announcements and mention students' names. Praise them. When they get a, you know, when a student finishes a course, mention them. Congratulations to X student finished his course this week. Make people feel special. Show them that you care. Bring them in. Use the discussion board and the course announcements to actually bring them into your course because this is what Udemy see. Mm. So I just wanted to just highlight that, you know, I've been talking about interaction and engagement and learning styles and teaching styles, but bringing it down to Udemy and talking more about Udemy and the facilities that Udemy offer. They don't have, at the moment, an option for you to have live chats or anything like that with your students. But you can send out an announcement and say, I'm going to be on the discussion board at 10 o'clock this evening. Mm, mm, good. Yeah, like, I mean, I must, I must admit, I started doing a newsletter for my interview course. I think I'm up to newsletter number eight or nine, so I'd, I'd do it weekly. And I do do student uh, shout outs. So I, I, I thank I thank students for uh, if they if they get onto the discussion board or if they come into any interaction at all. I I, I praise them highly. Great idea about the um, about the, the the praise on completion though. I'm, I'm I'm going to put that into. I'm actually writing my newsletter tomorrow morning, so I'm going to put that into to play straight away. That's that's fantastic because once again, the more the more praise that you that you give students, then there's going to be students out there. Who say, hey, I want, I, want, I want my name in the next newsletter. Well, that's and, it. Uh, but it also means there's more chances than buying another course off you. Hmm. And leaving a review. I, I, I know that since I've, I've been, you know, been doing my, you know, been doing my weekly announcement, um, that my reviews are, are, are steadily trickling in. Like, you know, I've got, I've got more reviews this week than I had last week. So, you no, know, something's working. Mm, and you know, it's reviews help with the positioning of your course and Udemy's searches. Mm. Mm. That's it. That, 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 all, all that engagement. So, so, so we're talking engagement on the engagement with the with the student to get involved in the course. We're talking about then the engagement of the student into the discussion boards, and then ultimately the engagement of the student at the end or or throughout the course if they feel compelled to to leave a review. And they're going and they're going to obviously be more. Uh, compelled to leave a review if they've had a good learning experience. And don't forget to thank them. If they do leave a review, thank them. Mm, because mm. then they're more likely, don't stop the engagement because the course is complete and you've got a review. I mean, there's a customer that's that's enjoyed your experience. They can continue to be a customer. 
So don't mm-hmm. stop the engagement just because they've completed the course and left the review. Mm, absolutely. That's, that's, that's right. I actually had one person leave me a review and then leave me another message with with feedback and it wasn't it wasn't negative like he he had some suggestions and ideas and then i i actually took and he said he's looking forward to my next course i i then took the time to actually write him quite a lengthy reply thanking him for taking the time and everything else so so that's the thing too like if, if people are going to take the time to communicate you whether it's in like in public on the on, on the discussion board or via message Give them the time back, and 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 like like if they've taken their precious time to, you know, to, to give you their thoughts, thank them and 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 say that you're going like I'm I'm going to take a lot of the the things on board that this particular person, as I said he he didn't say any, no one thing negative, but everything he said was um, ways that I could improve, and that's that's golden. So mm. yeah, yeah, it is. It's golden. It's. It's all feedback to improve the course. It's a cycle. It's it's all a cycle. Mm. Mm. And so, and, and so, like, and, and as you were saying earlier about about the about the you know, the pre course survey. So we're talking about so with, with the communication of the of the students throughout. They're saying like, I'm I'm creating a course at the moment, as everyone in this podcast knows about about the you know, ideas that sell. So we're even talking about engagement prior to creating the course like i've got i've got a pre-launch page up and i'm and i'm doing I'm, I'm talking to people about what they want in the course before it's even developed so you know if you if, if you get your students involved or, or your prospective students involved at all these different stages then your you know, your your levels of engagement and uh, and student satisfaction are going to be elevated and obviously then people are going to see that as a course that's that, that's valuable well, that's it. I mean, the online world can be a very lonely world for people. So to come onto a course and that you feel like you've actually helped shape, that's not a lonely mm. experience. So mm. it's about changing the online learning experience. The traditional online learning experience with Udemy would have been quite lonely. But it doesn't mm. have to be. It really, really doesn't have to be. And Udemy are now coming to terms with this and instructors have to come to terms with it too. Mm. You're not going to put a course up on Udemy and walk away and market it and watch the money come in. It's it's just not going to happen. Mm. Exactly, exactly. As I say, it's, it's, it's just not it's not true passive income. There's, you still got to uh, like, and, and, and we haven't even spoken about marketing. So it's saying like there's there's so many pieces to this puzzle to come to a successful outcome. And and if you're going to you know, take take this first step, or take a few steps along this 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 path, you know, this journey. You got to understand it is a journey, and it is a commitment. And in all fairness to your students, you now you've got to commit and 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 be and be there. You no, know, no, no, for the long haul. Well, I mean, the reason you should have a course is because you want to teach. Mm. And why you know, people need to question why are they producing courses? Hmm. Hmm. That's it. No, like, no, they say like, you, you, no, you, you help enough people, the rest just looks after itself. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not convinced. So they say. That yeah, yeah so, so they say. <laughs> anyway, Paula, I, I really, really do appreciate um, your time coming on today's call, and you and you shared so much uh, knowledge and, like, saying like with your you know, with your background of five years online and all the you know the that the pain you went through learning your craft um, you know, to get you where you are today um, is, is absolutely amazing. And as I said, I, I highly recommend to the listeners that they get onto 
your course. I'll, I said the, the the full links will be on the show notes and at the uh, at the at the close out of the show. So thank you once again for your time. No problem, Tim. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, so I hope you found the information in that interview useful and informative. And I truly believe that if you start to incorporate some of the tips and tricks that Paula spoke about, then your course is going to become more engaging and attractive to the student. They're going to get a far better experience and more likely to leave you a review. Now, as I mentioned a couple of times through the call, I am taking Paula's course and you can find her course on Udemy. The name of the course is Increase Engagement and Satisfaction on Your Udemy course. And of course, the full link to that course will be in the show notes. And as we mentioned, Paula has offered the course at a special $19 offer with a coupon code of Tim's Podcast. So if you just want to jump straight onto Udemy, search for a course and uh, go for the enrollment and claim your coupon, you'll get it for $19. But once again, all that information will be in the show notes with the direct link to Paula's course. Now, one thing I did omit uh, as we sort of came to the end of that call, I did uh, I did forget to ask Paula how uh, we can find out more about her if you wanted to. So she does have a great website at elearningeducators.com. So that's e dash learningeducators.com um, so you can pick up pick up a blog there and also if you go to Udemy you can go to udemy.com forward slash u forward slash Paula Guilfoyle so that's p-a-u-l-a-g-u-i-l-f-o-y-l-e now the show notes will be available at ecoursedomination.com forward slash 14. That's the number one and the number four. It's the episode number, episode number 14. So if you want to go to ecoursedomination.com forward slash 14, you will find the show notes and with all the links that we've discussed throughout this episode. I'd really like to thank you for taking your time and listening to the episode today. If you enjoyed the content and found it useful, please take the time and pop over to iTunes and leave an honest rating and review. Not only does it bring a smile to my face, but it really does help to to rate the show and get it in front of more people. And the more people who see it, the more people I can help to get their online courses up and running. So yeah, and then if you do leave a five-star review, I will give you a shout-out on the show, as well as being extremely grateful. Thank you for your time. I know we've got a busy life. There's lots of uh, things to be doing. So taking the time to listen to my podcast, I am truly, truly, honestly grateful for that. So until next time, take care. <laughs>